realize you're closing a year or two, time to get rid of it. What about groceries, canned goods, items, bread? Do you hold that in your home for 30 years? No. After a few weeks or a few days, if you don't use it, the item goes useless, we throw it out. So then look at, look at the lives or the members or the sisters or brothers who are on this call. I would say the average age of every person on this call is probably 30, between 25 to probably 60 years. Imagine if at this time of our life, we're still not knowing what our purpose is. What if God was to throw us out because we're useless? We haven't fulfilled our purpose. So the reason why I'm bringing that to your attention is I want us to really understand that we have to question God. We have to seek God to find out why we're really here. Not only that, when we find out, we have to do something about it. We have to walk into that purpose so we don't get thrown out like the gardener who went in and plucked out the tears out of the, from, from among the wheat. We don't want to be feeders, to be feeding always on something. We want to be um, more, we want to start giving, giving back. We want to be used by God all the time. Um, it's what one pastor said, when I die, I want to die empty. So whatever it is that the Lord put in our lives, we ought to be able to give it back, to make it useful to others, to accomplish something in the earth. Although we have heard numerous messages, attended many conferences, read the word, the question still comes up. This often occurs when life issues occur in our lives. We often get frustrated and throw our hands up and hold our own pity party. It is evident that this question still goes unanswered in the believer's life as evidence in our behavior or our posture and how we communicate. So if this question is answered for each individual, I believe what is being manifested in our church today, in our church community, and I'm not talking just in living word, I'm talking the body of Christ, would be much different. So you might be asking, what are you saying, my sister? Well, there's a lack of enthusiasm when it comes to the things of God. We often start out real good. You know, whenever there's something happening, something new, some, some new event, some new project, we all start out real good, real good. It's just like our, our exercise class. I remember when we just started it. Oh boy, I was there. I'm not there now. We lose our momentum very quickly. So lack of enthusiasm is one. Lack of consistency. When we start, we don't finish, we drop off. Our giving decrease. And when I say giving, it's not just our giving of, of our gifts, of tithes or offering, but giving of ourselves, our talents. And that's an indication that our faith has decreased. That should not be said of any of us in Living Word because that is our mantra. That's what we live by, all faith, no fear. So when we understand our God-given purpose, the roadblocks of life will not deter us but rather is used as fuel to push us to completing our task. So when we encounter difficulties in life, because we understand what our purpose is, we don't pay attention to the difficulty. We stay focused on what it is that God has assigned us to do. We stay committed to the assignment, to complete that assignment, regardless of the difficulties. Let's think about Jesus. Jesus had a mission. He came, he lived, he fulfilled his purpose. He knew when he came that he had this 
mission to accomplish. And so although he got distracted, he got deterred, it did not push him away from his ministry. It didn't push him away from his assignment. Um, he understood its assignment. And to the very end, as much as it was so painful, and he even asked his father, Father, if it be possible, let this pass. He said, nevertheless, your will be done in my life, Father. So he fulfilled his task. And as believers, regardless of what roadblocks we we, we, we come up against, whether it's um, life issues, immigration status, our children, our marriage, our relationship with our family members, our relationship with our, our church family, um, our job situation, regard our, our sickness in our body, regardless of whatever that issue is, when you understand what your purpose is, you will live fulfilled, even to the very end, even if sickness is in your body, as long as there's something left in you that God has asked you to, to complete, you will never leave this earth until that mission is done. He will not take you out of this earth until that is done. And if you should even pass, you know that you're going to a better place. So that is why issues, difficulties should not deter us from our, from our, from our God-given mission. Um, I want to share with you uh, from the scripture, a few scriptures this morning. Um, it's a devotional that I'm doing. It's called Fulfilling Your Purpose. And I'm going to read a little excerpt from it. Um, the topic says, even, even as the Father has sent me, I send you. And it talks about Jesus after his resurrection. After his resurrection, Jesus came to the apostles and he breathed on them the Holy Spirit, which was meant as a precursor to Pentecost and said, even as the Father has sent me, I send you. This commission was not just for the apostles, but is for us as well, as is made clear in Jesus' prayer in John 17, 18 to 20, 20, where he says, As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself. Imagine, this is Jesus talking. For our sakes, he sanctifies himself that we also may be sanctified by the truth. And what is that truth? The word. He goes on to say, I do not pray for these alone, not just for the apostles that he had then, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. And so we, are, we have the word of God right now. And the word, the written word, the logos, this written word, anyone who believes this word, Jesus said, I am praying for you. Can you imagine? Jesus is praying for each and that's enough for me. Jesus is praying for me. He said he's not only praying for those disciples, but for everyone who believes in the word that they speak. Everyone that believe in whatever word comes out of pastor's mouth, whatever word comes out of the evangelist's mouth, whatever word comes out of the believer's mouth, Jesus is praying for each and every one of them. That means all those verses which tell us tells us why Jesus came into this world would also apply to our role in this world, which is our purpose. Why did we come into this world? In the course of this devotional, um, what, the, what the writer is saying is that we need to understand this, just as Jesus, God sent Jesus into, world, into the world with a purpose, we also have a purpose. John 6, 38 says, For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, 
but the will of him who sent me. And I take that scripture and I personalize it because I know I did not come from this earth. I came down from heaven as well. I was spirit that came in, came down and, and God breathed life. And I became man, of course, and with a purpose, just like Jesus. So we all, each one of us, we're important in the kingdom of God. There's no little me, no big me. We're all important. So it doesn't matter what your assignment is. Your assignment may be to help at the door. Your assignment may be to preach a word. Your assignment may be to take phone calls or to receive phone calls. Your assignment may be to hand a track out. Your assignment could be very different. But at the end of it, it is to win souls to the kingdom, which is the biggest assignment any of us could ever have. And that's what Jesus said. Jesus said, go into all the world and preach, teach all nations, baptizing them. That's our assignment. That's our assignment. How we do it, how, how it's delivered may be very different. Maybe we are the, the individuals. You may be an individual that does one-on-one, -on -one, may just have one person that's assigned to you that you need to minister to win into the kingdom of God. Some, some, some ministers are called to the nation to, to win thousands, millions, but that may not be your assignment. That, not, that doesn't mean that your assignment is not just as important because each soul is very valuable to God. Each soul, every soul that's won to the kingdom is very valuable. So don't look down on your assignment. This, this, the scripture brings out the importance of recognizing that we are not here to do what we would like to do, but what our father in heaven has planned for us in Psalm 139, 16 and Ephesians 2, 10, it tells us that God created us for a specific purpose. And it is this purpose, which we must fulfill. So how do we find the purpose that God has for us? If the desires that we have are given to us by God, then is God's purpose found in our desires? Is it found in the skills and the aptitude we are born with? In that case, would simply developing ourselves to, full, to the full potential that God has put in us be the way that we fulfill God's purpose for our life? Well, the problem with that approach is that it focuses on us, ourselves, rather than on God. We believe and trust God has given us abilities that will use that we will use according to his plan. While doing what comes naturally to us and flows from life, it's perfectly acceptable to God. We need to be ready to move out of our comfort zone. So let me give you an example. Um, everyone sees me there on Sundays. It's, it's just natural for me to go up and lead worship. Very natural. What I'm doing now is not natural. You may think it is, but it isn't. It is a challenge for me. And I believe God has placed my bishop in my life to push me out of, outside of my comfort zone. So every time he asks me to speak a short word, I, I get very, very nervous. I don't feel that's my calling. I feel I'm very comfortable because I feel my God-given gift is to go minister and sing in and worship. But God calls you for greater. And sometimes we focus on the things we're very comfortable with. That comes very easy to us. We avoid the things that make us uncomfortable. However, God has so much, so much potential in us. And we need to understand when God puts spiritual leaders over us that can see and identify those giftings in you and push you towards that. Don't, don't push away. Don't push back. Don't hide. Don't stay away from church. Don't hide in the back seat of the church because you don't want to get called on, but allow God to use those he placed in your life to push you to where he needs you to be. Amen.
Here's an example. So um, after the crucifixion of Jesus, Peter went back to fishing. Can you imagine? Peter was called from the seas to be fishers of men. But after the crucifixion, what did he go? What did he do? He went back to what was comfortable, fishing. Not understanding that the gifting was not in just the catching the fish, but his, his, his devotion, his dedication, his technique, his um, how he was able to artic articulate himself, how, he's, how he was able to discipline himself in getting up really early in the morning because he understood the seas. He understood when and where to go to catch fish. And so that technique is, the, is what he has inside him that he could apply in going out now into the field and winning souls for men, using his vocals, using his ability to use his voice and command attention of others to deliver a word and to command people to come to Christ. So the gifting was not so much in the ability to catch fish, but it, it was understanding where fish were, the dedication, the commitment, the faithfulness to what it, the task was at hand. And so, we often do that as individuals. We always tend to go to what is easy for us. We always avoid the things that are difficult. So in the same way, we should be willing to give up whatever we are doing to respond to the call. I know when pastor called me, I, I complained. I'm like, why me? Call someone else, right? But the spirit of God really convicted me and said, no, if this is God trying to push me into the next level of who he wants me to be, let me not... Um, object let me be humble and pray about it and have god use me it doesn't matter if i'm not perfect but the more i do it i will move on to perfection amen and i'm encouraging you this morning because you may be the next person that pastor calls on so once again whatever we're doing we need to respond to the call of god when it when it comes since our life here is not about us or about what we want but it's about what God wants us to do. So our prayer should be, God, here I am, send me. Just wanna share these few scriptures. Um, um, John 17 says, just as you sent me into the world, I am sending them into the world. And I give myself as a holy sacrifice for them so they can be made holy by your truth. He goes, verse 20 says, I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. The other scripture is Psalms 139. It says, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. Can you imagine? Everything about your life was laid out before you were even conceived. Christ knew you and you were called and purpose was placed upon you. So the answer to the questions I asked in the beginning, why am I here? You're here because God sent you. Am I valuable? You are absolutely valuable. What is my purpose? Seek God in his word and he will not hide your purpose from you. Seek God. You have God given gifts in you and I'm sure God is speaking to, God has spoken to each and every person on this call about what you ought to do and what you ought to be doing. So I encourage you this morning to do what the Lord wants you to do and never give up. Don't be inconsistent. Don't lose your, your uh, enthusiasm when it comes to the things of God. 
Don't get distracted. Don't allow what's happening in the world or issues, whether it's personal or other other issues that's going on. Um, don't let it distract you or deter you from your God-given purpose. I encourage you this morning to be bold, be strong. I This Psalm of David, I just want to share with you, um, Psalm 103, which is a wonderful Psalm. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities? Who heals thy diseases, all thy diseases? Who redeemeth thy life from destruction? Who crown thee with loving kindness and tender mercies? Who satisfieth thy mouth with good things? So thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Isn't that amazing? The Lord execute righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. So he's going to make it right for you. He made known his ways unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious. He's slow to anger and he's plenteous in mercy. He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us after our sins. Can you imagine that? Nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. He's a great God. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. So don't let people bring up your past before you. Your past is your past and he's far removed them. And as long as he's removed them, you owe no one anything. For he, like as a father pitieth, pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. For he knoweth our frame. See, he knows us. He remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are as grass, as a flower of the field, so he flourisheth. For the wind pass over it, and it is gone, and the place thereof shall know it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. Thank you, God, for your mercy upon them that fear him and his righteousness unto the children's children, to such as keep his covenant and to those that remember his commandments to do them. Remember his commandments and do them. The Lord hath prepared his throne in the heavens and his kingdom ruleth over all. Bless the Lord, ye his angels that excel in strength that do his commandments, heartening unto the voice of his word. Bless ye the Lord, all ye his host, ye ministers of his, that do his pleasure. That's you and I, we are his ministers. Bless the Lord, all his works, in all the places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Hallelujah, hallelujah, I thank God this morning for this opportunity. I hope that this word was encouraging to you. Um, I hope that we're walking purpose-driven life. If, we are, if we're gonna be fulfilled in life, we have to live purpose-driven life. And if you don't yet understand your purpose, read the word, speak to pastor, um, start just inquiring of God. He will not hide that from you. And some of you already know what your purpose is, but it's not very, sometimes it doesn't feel very comfortable to do it and we hide from it. Don't hide anymore. Just go ahead and do it because God, if God has gifted you with it, he's going to give you the, the, the ability. He's going to open doors. 
whatever it is, if it's if it's mission, he's going to open that door for you to go mission, to do be a missionary. Whatever it is that he's gifted with you with, he's going to open the door so it will happen for you. So I encourage you again this morning to go out through your, throughout your day, living and accomplishing whatever it is, the assignment that God has placed on your life. <clears throat> if you're asked to do something in church, do it willingly with with a heart of thanksgiving, understanding it's a privilege to serve in the house of the Lord. It's such a privilege. And there's so much, such great reward in serving, such great reward. You don't know what it is that you're doing when you're doing it, what is happening in the heavenlies, what God is looking at, what he's observing. And as he notices, he takes note of those things, how he's rewarding you with life, with health, wealth, um, favor, as pastor always declare, and what was declared over us, favor over our heads, increase in our hands and swiftness to our feet. And as we declare each and every Sunday, there's no feeble one among us as we're healthy, wealthy, and strong. God is going to keep living word because we have an intention to continue to live a purpose-driven life, to do what God has cost, called us into this earth to do, and that is to win every soul every soul that we come in contact with that does not know Jesus, to share the word of God with them and encourage them to live a life of happiness and peace in the kingdom of God. So let's just pray. I hope that you have a wonderful day today. And as you go out, um, love on those that you come upon, even on the job, put a smile on your face, make your light shine so others can question and inquire what is going on in your life? What is going on in the sister's life? What is going on in this brother's life? So you get that perfect opportunity to share God's word. Father, I just want to thank you this morning for the privilege of speaking with my brothers, my friends, my sisters. I pray, Father God, this word that you've deposited in my heart was truly an encouragement to each and every heart. I pray, Father God, that you'll continue, God, to use and lead each and every member of Living Word, those that are connected to us, Father God, from near or far, our pastors, Father God, who you have put over us, Lord God, that you'll continue to use them, open up their eyes and their ears. Father God, their understanding that they'll continue, God, to, to do what you'll have them to do in this um, church, in this area, the assignment that you've placed upon their lives, Father God, that they'll fulfill it, they'll live purpose-driven lives. Father God, as we leave today, for different um, activities, whether we're staying at home, whether we're going out to work, whatever activities that we have planned for the day. I pray, God, that everything we do, God, that we'll accomplish great things, Father God, and that you'll put an opportunity in our way, Father God, to share your word with someone. God, we love you and we continue to declare that we are blessed, we're highly favored, that there's no feeble one, one, one among us, that we're healthy, we're wealthy and strong in the Lord. Father God, that there's favor on our heads, that there's increase in our hands, and that there's swiftness in our feet. And Father, we speak to our day that we're going to accomplish great things. Father God, that there's going to be no roadblocks, but every we're going to receive open doors and doors that need to be closed. Father God, that they'll be closed from us. God, we give you thanks. We give you praise. And we ask these mercies through no other name, but through the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And we say, amen. Thank you again.